I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbent and today we are going to talk about one of the biggest hurdles that I see when women are trying to level up their business and ensure the longevity and sustainability of their businesses and that is getting control of their finances. So often when I start working with women, their business finances and personal finances as well are in a bit of a state. It is such a common thing and it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of because I think when we start running a business, it's like jumping on a runaway train and we're so focused on getting new clients and doing all of the things and and just actually making money, but we don't have necessarily that really clear visibility of what our true financial position is. And without that visibility, that's when things can go quite haywire. Frighteningly, what I see a lot is women who would rather just bury their head in the sand about the situation and not take it seriously. So my fabulous guest today is someone who is extremely passionate about helping women become financially empowered and have healthy business and personal finances that woman is the magnificent Mel Brown. So if you are not already familiar with Mel, you need to have her in your life. She is a multi-award winning serial entrepreneur. She co-founded the Money Bar, which is now Melissa Brown Courses. She has done some really brave things around money, like giving away her entire divorce settlement. She had an incredibly successful bricks and mortar service business that she has sold. She's also the co-founder and director of Thinkers Inc., which is childcare centers. She has also written four books, More Money for Shoes, Fabulous But Broke, and Global Bestsellers, Unfuck Your Finances, and Budgets Don't Work, But This Does. So Mel is full of really, really valuable information, and she is sharing it with us today. I was so happy that she said yes when I asked her to come on the podcast because every day she is sharing some of her wisdom on Instagram. She has some great courses around financial adulting in personal life and also in business. Now, she calls herself an accidental entrepreneur, and we do go into that in our chat today. Also, I admire the working relationship that she has with her work wife, Lawsy. It's one of those really aspirational relationships. So we don't just talk money today. We actually also talk about other great business tactics, one of them being her amazing work wife. And on completely non-work-related matters, Mel and I 
are absolutely competing for the title of the world's biggest lover of gorgeous shoes and Hague's chocolate, something that we have in common. She shares really generously in this episode, but what she has also done, which is just amazing, is she's put together some resources, especially for you listeners. And she's set up a a special page on her website just for you, which you can find at Melissa Brown, and that's brown with an e.com.au forward slash your business boost. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes. So I am not going to talk anymore because Mel and I have a lot to talk about in our interview. So let's kick off my chat with the marvellous Mel Brown. Mel Brown, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to see you. I'm going to get straight into the first question because you and I have something in common in that we are often seeing women who are overwhelmed in their businesses and it is usually because they, their finances are in a bit of a state. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, when I start working one-on-one with women, often I see there's money leaks all over the place and frighteningly they often have no visibility of their financial position. And, you know, I know that you see this as well and I would yeah. love to hear your thoughts on why this is such a common problem for female business owners. Yeah, look, I there are so many reasons, but if I can touch on a couple of major ones, I think one of the reasons for business owners, particularly with their business finances, is they start a business to solve a problem or because of a passion. The idea of making money is actually uncomfortable to them because they just want to help. And if I help but also make money, like isn't that a selfish reason to start a business when I just want to do good? And that leads into the second part or the second reason, which is our money stories. So if I held that money story that if you have money, it's unfeminine or if you have money, it's actually not an attractive quality to want money. Um, Money's evil or people that have too much money are actually bad. There's so many icky, uncomfortable stories we carry around with us. Then that bleeds into our business finances. It can't help to. And we may not realise we're carrying these money stories or we have these beliefs. They are absolutely unconsciously keeping our businesses small, that we essentially have leaky buckets in our business where we're either spending all the profits we have because we feel uncomfortable having the money Mm. or we're not pricing appropriately and we're not playing a big enough game because we don't think we can or we should or we're using words that are limiting. Um, And it doesn't help that the media perpetuates this. So if we look at articles written towards women and men, 67% of articles written to women are that we're spenders and how to save money. And more than 70% of articles written to the blokes are how you need to take charge and be great with finances and this is how you can be a masculine. So we already have these weird messages. That's just so many reasons as to why, but I think it stems from who we are. Yeah, and I love Mel, that so much of the work that you do is about changing the narrative. Like yes. even the fact, like you know, your Instagram handle, more money for shoes. Like mm. it, 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 it's it taps into what you were saying about money being 
attractive and money enabling us to do amazing things and buy beautiful things and Mm. and and I and I do want to touch on something else that you that you talk about a lot is and you mentioned it just before about the downplaying my business baby Uh just 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 this little thing that I'm doing oh Mm -hmm. and and I'm right there with you because I am you know the the cheerleader and I'm often saying no don't just don't say just like it's amazing what you're doing and and I know that it drives you absolutely crazy that women (laughs) that women talk like this so Mm. How how can we shift our our thinking to? I mean, I don't necessarily say I want to be like a bloke, right? Like no, but, absolutely but, not. But, I don't want to be a bloke. No, yeah. but but how can we be better at owning our our mm. success? And yeah, that's such a good question. I think part of it is that understanding that we have that those limiting beliefs and that limiting language. And that's why I'm, with everything I do, I'm not the seven step to this person. (laughs) I think you need to do that unpacking of self-work. And then you absolutely need to do that. Understand your numbers and understand your personal finances and do that work. But if we don't understand that we have limiting belief and limiting language, we don't realise we kept small. So Mm. if I say, say to women, Stop using just in front of your business. Stop using little. Stop calling your business your baby because men don't use that language. We then can, one, realise that, but then, two, call each other out on it. It was really interesting. There was an article on the weekend. um, So the incredible product, Naked Sundays, Mm -hmm. uh, has been launched into Mecca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's done the most incredible job with this Mm. product. Mm. It it is a beautiful product. Uh, The woman who's launched it, who's a newsreader on Channel 7 with an amazing profile, Mm. called her business her baby and her product little in the paper. Mm. And what I loved is about three women sent me that article and said, oh, Mel, this is what you talk about. And I was like, yes, one. <laughs> but yeah. two, I did a little class on it because I just don't think people realise how limiting that is because mm. we don't want to risk our baby. Yeah. We don't want to harm our baby. We want to be super conservative and play it safe with our baby. So mm. if we're calling our business our baby, then we, we're potentially not going to take risks. But also it's calling each other out on it. We hear a friend say it's just my home-based business. Yeah. Say, Actually, why are we using just and why are we even using home-based in it? Mm. Um, I'm even a little bit ick with mumpreneur. Yeah, I, I, it's not a term that I like at all no, because we're so much small. more than that. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, we, you know, we run businesses and we happen to be mums, but that is that's, not what defines that you. doesn't define us, no. Yep. And I love that Girl Boss has kind of been put in the, the trash as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sophia Maruso will actually, has come out and said, I'm glad we've moved past that, but it was right for a moment because we wanted to take back our power. Mm-hmm. But it's just about realising we have these limiting languages, we have these limiting beliefs, and choosing to understand business, choosing yeah. to realise that this is a skill mm-hmm. and we want to actually become great at running a business. And really focusing on that 
as opposed mm. to how beautiful our Instagram feed looks yes. or, you know, all the bells and whistles that are on our website. Sure and, our website's yeah, pretty. Yes. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty. Because pretty. it's not, I mean, you know, it's not the pretty and this is the conversation yeah. that I have. This is why people sort of are happy to deflect their attention because it's not as far as they're concerned, I, I mm. would argue, but it's not the you know, the prettiest part of the business. It's not the sexiest no. part. Well, I think um, it is. Yeah, it is the most impactful. So mm. where where should we be shifting our attention to ensure that we are focused? Like, you know, that sounds a bit dumb. Like, how do we shift our attention no. to ensure we're focusing on this stuff and, and, mm. it's just, and building a sustainable business, like as opposed yeah. to, 50 bajillion followers on Instagram or, you know, every man and his dog's downloaded my lead magnet, but no one's, yeah, no one's, no one's, no one's putting anything. their hand in, in their pocket. Like, you know. Well, I think it's really important to understand if you want a sustainable business, it needs to be able to pay you. Mm. Um, so we need to start there. So there's a lot of talk about sustainability in business, but if your business can't pay you appropriately, it is not a sustainable business. And there are too many women that are running charities yeah. and not-for-profits and calling them a business when they're actually not. So it's looking at, and that's why understanding your numbers is so important and understanding what sort of wage do you want to make in your business? Because you may um, have a passion for tea cosies. You may make the most beautiful tea cosies and have the most incredible Instagram account featuring these tea cosies. But if there's not a market for them, if people won't buy them and you can't make a profit, then it's a hobby. It's a hobby. So let's call yeah. it that mm -hmm. and move on to something that's sustainable and profitable. Mm. Um, so for me, it's starting with the numbers. It's looking at what do I want to make out of this business and what numbers do I need to focus on? And for some people, they'll think that's marketing, mm -hmm. but that's one teeny tiny piece of the sales puzzle. It might also be leads and conversion rates and average sale and the psychology of pricing and retention rates and all these things that people are probably listening and their eyes are glazing over. Mm. Um, but what I promise you is the the result of concentrating on this is so freaking worth it. And women, I find, if we can focus on this, are so good at it, mm. so good at it yeah. because we're used to focusing on, on things and we're used to multitasking and having 30 yeah. different balls. So when it comes to running different activities and concentrating on the numbers as well as running our businesses, we're actually amazing at it, but we've got to want to concentrate on this yeah it's got to be it's got to be a decision it's like everything it has yeah, to, be a decision, to be a decision an intentional decision and yeah because it, it horrifies me you know you touched on the thing about like how much money do you want to earn how much mm. money do you want to make and um uh often because you know, when people are in a growth stage in their business, when I start working with them, they're often looking at bringing in team, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. they will be, you know, looking to pay someone else more than, yes. and not even more by like, you know, a little bit, but like, know, more by a they're lot. not even paying themselves, mm -hmm. but they're, they're, they want to pay someone else to do. And it's like, yeah. no. What you're not paying yourself, like, nah. but people don't 
know what they don't know. I think exactly. is, is, the, is the big yeah. the big problem. So if there are people sitting there to right now, which I'm sure there is, nodding, nodding, nodding their head, <laughs> going, this is me, this is me. What are a couple of things that they that they could do right away to to just get themselves in the driver's seat and yeah. and and take charge here. So I think it's facing where you are now. Mm-hmm. So understanding, have you been using those limiting words? Do you have that limiting mindset? And then two, choosing to look at the numbers in your business. So if you've never kept accounts using Zero or Myob or Quicken, it's time to engage a bookkeeper or start down that path so that you have a grown-up business. And then we want to look at the numbers to face Am I making money here or not? And this may not be something you can do on your own. You might have to engage an accountant or someone to help you with that. Mm -hmm. But it's actually choosing to understand business. So even if that was too much of the leap for you, you might start with a step of engaging someone like a bookkeeper to start you on the way to that. But you might start it, you might do a course, you might do a masterclass. And certainly I've got a really cheap masterclass just on understanding your numbers. You might start reading books, you might listen to podcasts, but start choosing to be interested in this side of business Mm -hmm. in the same way you choose to be interested in if you've got kids there, their hobbies and interests. Or me, I could name every fashion designer and what's going on for them and what I can walk down a street past all of the um, budget brand shoe brands and go, right, that's a knockoff Bottega, that's a knockoff yeah. Chloe, that's a knockoff, like I can, <laughs> that's my superpower. Yeah, brilliant. Because uh, I I take an interest and mm-hmm. that's a really fluffy example, but it's I'm interested in something, therefore I pay attention. Yeah. So if you're interested in running a sustainable business, if you want to give back to your community um, with cash, if you want to invest for yourself, if you want to employ staff and pay them appropriately, you got to understand the numbers side of business. Yeah, it is. It's crucial. And I think it's also understanding like what, like how to work with someone like that as well. Yes. And I think unfortunately uh, often a lot of women, like I'm I, the, one of the questions that I get asked the most is, Michelle, do you know a good bookkeeper? Like, you know, yeah. because yep. there's often like an expectation level yeah. and there's delivery level and there is there is there's a gap. such a gap. I and, completely agree. And, that, and that's why that knowledge is power because yeah. you can go into those conversations being really clear of what your outcomes are with that relationship and um, and I know you know obviously you ran your own business like bricks and mortar business doing yeah. this for but you know <laughs> there was a lot of holes, holes, <laughs> holes left in a lot of women you know they're like oh my god she's yeah. closing it down which kind of brings me to to my next question because mm. um you have done some pretty brave things in in your life and business mm. like selling that incredibly successful business you talk about how you gave away all the money from your divorce settlement mm-hmm. um now you know you're a master at insta reels and i know that you bloody <laughs> resisted that for a long long time Damn straight. <laughs> um so do you think that this that this level of, of bravery is is really critical to business success there has to be an under there has to be a level of of bravery there has to be a level of putting on your big girl pants and choosing to have a go Um, and for me it was vulnerability and putting myself out there but for someone else the vulnerability will simply be facing the numbers so we all have different levels of vulnerability Mm -hmm. 
Um, but for me, like I've I've run, I've started two seven-figure businesses, sold one for seven figures, and I'm on my way. We will hit seven figures in the third business this year. So less than five percent of women do it once. So to do it three times. And I'm a Western Sydney bogan. I didn't go to the right school. I didn't study maths at school. Um, my first uh, degree, because I dropped out of law uh, because of a whole lot of reasons, was a TAFE diploma because I was like, I yeah. just don't know. Same. Yep. Oh, yeah. the same. Yeah. So we don't need the fancy, you know, if you're sitting here going, the letters but I after don't your name. have the letters, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. need them. Yes. And that's what I needed to realise. I needed to realise. And what I did is I put myself in different ponds. So I put myself into entrepreneurs' organisation. Um, mm-hmm. I put myself into different ponds because I needed to be around people who were playing a bigger game because it's that monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And I realised pretty quickly these people are not smarter than me and yet look at how they're crushing it. Who am I not to do that in the words of Mary Williamson? You know, who am I not to have done this? So that's that's when I started to do that. Mm. Um, but it, it's... It's one of those things where it was, you know, it looks like an overnight success, but it took a freaking long time. Yeah, because yeah. you do call yourself an accidental entrepreneur. And yes. um, and I do, you know, I, I've always sort of wondered, like, mm. is it really accidental or was some of this planned? Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> it, I didn't intend to have multiple business. Okay. businesses and multiple mm-hmm. books so that yep. side of it is absolutely accidental mm-hmm. but I did plan it in that so I decided I wanted to be really great at business and help others be really great at business uh-huh. and before I turned 40 I really wanted to write a book so I, I was writing and I was trying to decide what's the difference you know is there marriage here between fashion and business the two things I love um, and that's when I decided to back myself and write More Money for Shoes, which was a full-coloured, beautiful, illustrated book that now lo- no longer is for sale because we ran out, but it was just beautiful at the time. I'm probably going to have to redo it because I loved that book. Mm-hmm. It was that thing where no one knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I, I had to back myself with money, vulnerability, but also I sent that to uh, 100 different media outlets in white, shiny shoeboxes. And I remember when Claire, it was Cosmo, contacted me and said, so we got this book and we love it. Do you mind if we do a double page spread in <laughs> Cosmo about it? I'm do like, you oh. mind? I oh, remember geez, let me think about that. Putting my hand over the phone going, oh, my God. And oh. they ended up coming back to me and saying, so we loved it so much. We're going to do four pages. Is that okay? Let me oh, think about this wow. for a moment. So it was accidental in that I didn't intend for it, but it was planned in that. I wrote the book, I self-published, I put it out there, I sent it to media outlets, and then I continued to say yes. Yeah. So I said yes to media opportunities, even though it, it made me feel unwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said yes to writing a column for Fairfax for seven years, all about money. I said yes to writing more books, to starting. And then because I became braver and braver every time I said yes, Mm. Then I started saying yes to more business opportunities. The first step was really brave, but it was all of those extra steps that I didn't really understand where it was taking me. Yeah. Um, And even the step to sell my business was unplanned. Okay. Yeah. So I had a compressed nerve in my neck, uh, which meant I couldn't work or drive or do anything for three months. Yeah. I'd met uh, a woman called Tina Tower at a retreat. Um, 
who talked who would pissed me off <laughs> she was telling me how much all these people who were making online from courses who had no qualifications or experience oh so she was God. really irritating yeah. <laughs> um, a mentor of mine Karen James who uh started women in focus I yeah. gave her permission to call BS on a planning session we did where she was like now I do not as I do in her best Jersey voice, I do not understand why you're playing it so small. And I'm there going, really? I've got a seven-figure business, like two. I don't know. What? Um, and then I went, again, I went to a, with a good friend to the Philippines to look at starting perhaps a bookkeeping business. And he did the same because I don't understand why you're hustling and working so hard. And that's when I went. And then my, uh, at the time, work wife sat me down and said, I think I've only got a couple of years left as an accountant. So I just looked at it and went, why am I waiting to 50 to sell? Like, why am I waiting for that age that I decided to sell? Yeah. Screw it. I'm going to do it now. And you did it. And you so did it. So even that was planned but accidental. And I yep. think that's the same for a lot of things for me. They're planned but accidental. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. it's, I'm, Mel, thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's really, really important for people to see that you didn't, you know, the Mel Brown that we see and 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 know today, you've not always been, you know, know. And, you know, no one can see me, but I'm doing the <laughs> razzle dazzle here, Mel, you know, Mel Brown. And it's important to note how it all came about because there are people that are listening to this thinking, oh God, you know, that, that there's hope for me yet when people yeah. like yourself share those stories. And so thank you very much. And someone that you just mentioned who I did want to talk about <laughs> is the lovely Lawsy. It's Lawsy. Oh my yeah. God. So Lawsy, you, you proudly call your work wife and she mm-hmm. absolutely is like your partnership yeah. is just gorgeous and golden and I and I love, I love it. And I think everyone strives to have like, a, a, a lawsy in their life they really really mm. do can you just talk about how that <laughs> came to be I know that, that you used to you know you worked together in in the bricks and mortar business mm. um but and how you work together because you yeah. work together so incredibly well and you have built yeah. this amazing business together so could you talk a little bit about yeah, that absolutely so she um she started working for me probably about 12 years ago in the accounting firm. Mm-hmm. And I remember we still laugh at her interview because she came in with no voice, super nervous. I am awesome. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> hilarious because <laughs> she came from corporate. She was had never been a tax accountant before, mm-hmm. uh, but she just jumped in. And the thing I love about Lawsy is she just said yes to everything. So mm-hmm. I, as I, soon after she started, I, I went and did uh, some group coaching up at Queensland every quarter. And I said to her, is this something that you might want to do with me? And she wasn't getting paid extra for that. It meant staying overnight with me um, and jumping in with me together. But she saw it as an opportunity to get more access to me, um, have more hands-on role in the business. So she just said yes. And I remember we would share a room together (laughs) because we just didn't, I didn't have much money. So, and again, that just quickens that relationship. Mm So that that was the start of it. But we definitely, so we, she was my senior accountant for 10, 12 years, but we built trust in that she could call me on stuff. And I had given yeah. everyone in my team permission for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could do it back to her. Yeah. Um, and we started the money bar together, which was our financial planning business. And probably about six to eight months in, she came to me and said, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. 
She said, I'm, I don't love being a business owner. I hate working on the weekend. This is your IP and I feel really uncomfortable that it's your IP and I'm in business with you. I see you working seven days a week, but I don't want that. I, I just want to be an employee. And she bought into the, that business. Mm-hmm. And I remember going away going, okay, this is my friend first mm-hmm. and she's a business partner and she's an employee, but the friend's more important. So I said to her, no problem. Let's wind you back to an employee. I will just give you back your money. And we've worked out since that that's where we work best. She never wants to be more than an employee. And I'm really comfortable being the driver. So yeah. I'm the big picture person mm-hmm. and she's the one that comes behind with the details. Yeah. But also can play with me and is super smart where she now does all the graphic design. She does a lot of the words. She will do the one-on-ones with people because she's got the smarts, mm. but she's so great detail focused yeah. that she can also dive in and do that stuff. Yeah. But we have that vulnerability where we know each other well and we'll call each other on stuff. And even yesterday we had a really uncomfortable conversation where it was about, okay, so we need to have a big picture chat and we need to look at what that looks like because we decided to give this a year mm-hmm. of her working very part-time on the business and only as a subcontractor because we don't know how we want to work. We didn't know if the business was going to work. Yeah. Um, we certainly have had limits contractually as to how we can work. Yep. So looking forward, we're like, okay, how do we want this to be? Um, and again, she said, so I know I've been a contractor for you coming up, but I work best as an employee. Mm. And she hasn't been billing me for stuff because in yeah. her eyes, if she's doing a course, she's not going to charge me for that. Whereas I'm there going, come on, charge mm. me. So we've agree to always have those uncomfortable conversations so that we work really well together. And I think if we hadn't agreed a long time ago to have that, we just wouldn't work together because we are oil and water sometimes. You know, she is uh, detail, she is outdoor running, she is flats, she is. Yes. Whereas I am the glamour, I'm indoor, I'm big picture. I piss her off most days and she absolutely (laughs) annoys the crap out of me in the most days. But it works because we want the same thing. Uh, Like our values are so aligned. alignment, yes. Yeah, we want the same thing for the people Mm. we work with. We don't want to work with uh, the certain amount of people and where we're absolutely know what we don't want to do Mm. um so there is that alignment there and also we love each other you know we had a conversation yesterday around we miss playing together with lockdown so we've made sure going forward that we're we're pushing play into that yeah um so yes we work freaking hard but we also want to make sure that the fun part of our relationship is there yeah Um, but i'm i'm so grateful for her but yes uh it's Finding that person and then having being willing to be vulnerable to understand them, to have those uncomfortable chats and for them to understand their role and for me to understand my role. Because she loves to call me the talent. She still calls me boss. Yeah. Um, she's so horrific with that language. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I know what she's saying. She's like, yeah. I don't want that role. Whereas I'm mm. very comfortable. She would never have agreed to do the podcast. Um, and do all these other things if I hadn't pushed her pushed. 
because yeah. I look at her and see more than she sees. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's it's having that willingness to do that as well. Yeah. And and yeah, you that it's such a beautiful relationship. I mean, you know, you guys have lasted longer than a lot of marriages last. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and you haven't uh-huh. killed each other. <laughs> you haven't killed She's each other. She's wanted to some days, and I'm not going to lie, I probably had to. But I think it's like a good marriage. You know, my hu- yeah. I'm, I'm on my second husband, and I like yeah. to call him back to keep him on his toes. <laughs> But it works because we have those uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. We have aligned goals. We want to be playful. We want this to work. Mm-hmm. So we ga- we engage that way. Lawsy and I are the same. You know, if any of those relationships are meaningful, then you have to put in the work. It's, it's not just going to be easy. It's not. And this is something that I talk a lot to people about when they are bringing in anyone into their team. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, they look at, at people like yourself and Lawsy and, yeah. uh, and other people who have got that that true right hand yeah. trusted person alongside them in their business and I always say that that values alignment oh, it needs yes. to be spot on because everything yep. else and Lawsy is a perfect example of that I bet mm. you she didn't know how to do graphic design before no. you guys started working together you know no. like any skill Writing, like that yeah yep, that can be taught that yes. can be, that yes. can, you know, you do, I agree. do a course. She didn't know how to do online. a tax return. Like there all you of go. that was taught. All of that stuff. Yeah. But it's that it's the it's that values alignment and that yes. willingness to communicate and, yes. and, and and you know, have that really open two-way communication. Yeah, I yeah. really believe that that is the, the, the secret elixir. Like I think that's, that's what we need to be aiming for. Yeah. Um, Mel, you've been brilliant. You have shared so much. I always ask my guests, though, to share just one thing that they have Mm. read or watched or listened to that could give our listeners just that final life or business boost before you finish up. What would you like to share with us? So I guess there's two. So if you want, so during lockdown, uh, I have needed kindness and I have needed shows that just made me f- uplifted so mm-hmm. for me it was Shit's Creek and Ted Lasso oh yes so like Creek, those yes. two shows oh my god yeah I'm obsessed with Roy Kent and I'm obsessed with Dan Levy uh-huh. um, and pretty much <laughs> and Moira all of them inside our Shit's Creek so there's and it's having that balance right so yeah. for me those two shows mm-hmm. but also uh Glennon Doyle's got a podcast and she's mm-hmm. had the most interesting conversations but one of them was about wellness so there was a podcast episode where she just talked about the BS of wellness um, and how actually real, what real wellness looks like and how that's actually doing the, the real work rather than just putting a crystal on your desk and saying that um, or repeating a mantra and thinking that that's enough for yes. manifesting. So um, Glennon Doyle's podcast, I love her books. Um, I thought mm. Untamed was brilliant, it but was. her podcast has been um, I've really enjoyed it. So that's an extra I'd throw in. Fantastic. I will put links to those in our show notes because our listeners are always looking for like more listening and more viewing. Yeah, and, but yeah, Shit's Creek has absolutely been. Oh, you know, Shit's Creek and Ted Lasso. Yeah, so that's yeah. next on my list. We are just about to finish <gasps> Parks and Recreation. And yeah, um, yeah and then we're, we're jumping into Ted Lasso next. So um, Mel, thank you so much for all that you have brilliantly shared today. Um, so, so welcome. So helpful. How can people get more Mel in their life? 
Well, you can come onto Insta and play at More Money for Shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I send, I have share loads and loads of free resources. You and really do. And so, ridiculous so generously. There. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then melissabrown.com.au and that has masterclasses and you can sign up to my regularly irregular newsletter, which <laughs> Lawsy calls it because she can't cope with it's not the same time every single week. <laughs> That's how she deals with me. Uh, and a whole lot of other goodness that we're working on. Yep. And you also have a really fantastic um, program for business owners as well who are looking at really just getting their finances sorted out. Yeah. Do you, do you elevate a pitch for that. Yeah. Now, so it's called the business <laughs> adulting plan. And it's, we know that most people are great at what they do, but they're not great at business. So this is the mini MBA for you as a business owner to skill you up on the numbers side of business, but not just numbers for the sake of numbers. It's understanding the activity you should be doing. So you're busy doing the right things, not just busy doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff. Yeah, brilliant. It is so, so needed. So um, I will put all the links to that in the show notes. Mel Brown, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. See you soon. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.